There is so much happening in the world of college football. What is going on? You are no locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube. We're building a community. It's going to get bigger and bigger and better and better. We got more graphics getting involved as time goes on. We got live shows eventually coming up and it's going to be a good time to get involved. So hit subscribe on YouTube and Feel free to follow wherever you get your podcasts at Locked On Golden Gophers. Now, today we're talking about the college space, and there were some big things that happened recently for the Gophers, uh, but one main thing we have to talk about today. Now, the first thing is Braylon Oliver has now entered the portal. He was another starter on the defense, played over 340 snaps for the defense this past season, has hit the transfer portal. It was kind of shocking. It was kind of shocking. So that's two big-time starters that played a lot of snaps for the Gophers that have hit the portal on that defensive side of the ball in Flip Dixon and Braylon Oliver. And then on top of that, we had new commit Marcus Allen, wide receiver from Wisconsin, that committed recently in the last like week, week and a half or so. And I say had because he is seemingly decommitted in a tweet that basically said his recruitment is 100% open again, felt like it came out of nowhere, caught a lot of people by surprise, people not really understanding what's going on. He deleted the post that he was committed to the Gophers, and then he deleted the post saying he was 100% reopening his commit or his, his, uh, reopening his recruiting. So, what's going on? Are you open or are you not? Are you committed or are you not? I mean, hard to say. Overall, the Gophers hopefully can add him. And if they can't, they will have to look for somebody else. It's that simple. I mean, that's what this transfer portal is doing. And so you have to look to fill your positions. And if someone decides not to come in, you have to look to fill it again. That is the new day and age of college football. Whether you think it's right or wrong, It's what it is. So you got to get used to it and you got to be able to move forward. And so that's what we're going to do. But through all the madness, through all the randomness, the transfer portals and all of that stuff, there was a big positive this week happening yesterday in which PJ Fleck was given an extension, putting him here through 2029. This, This was great for a variety of reasons. The contract is reasonable financially, especially when you look across the conference. It increases the pay of the assistant coaches on staff, which is well-deserved, and you have multiple coaches on staff that could be getting looks at higher levels in the very near future to be able to give them more money to maybe want to stick around and continue doing great work here. That's a bonus. And then uh, 
my guy Ryan Burns, most of you know him, most of you love him. Uh, he, he anticipates it may have also raised Flex buyout back up to that $10 million that it had been previously. Um, it was set to start de-escalating year by year and getting smaller and smaller year by year. But with the extension, it potentially went back up and making it a little less likely for him to be bought out in the near future. Now, even though Gophers fans, some Gophers fans, I'll stress that it's not all Gophers fans. It's not even like an average amount of Gophers fans. It's a smaller portion of Gophers fans seem to troll and talk about how we're rewarding mediocrity. And I just, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for showing your lack of knowledge on the subject. And may I direct you to another Minnesota sports team to complain about. I already know you got your Vikings were flukes tweet drafted up and saved in the drafts, ready to hit send so you could tell all the people. I already know you probably tweeted about Rudy Gobert trade being the worst trade in the history of the NBA. You probably have things out there about Carlos Correa's never going to come back, which you might not, but that negativity, that that that's just what you are. And you have to either be able to move on or you're just trolling other fans that like to be a part of the fandom. So I just advise you, thank you for showing who you are. But jokes aside, I do think it's a really good deal. I think outside fans commenting about, you know, oh, this is good because PJ hasn't beat Iowa or thank you for signing, whatever, whatever. Let them talk about him because Minnesota is more relevant than it has been. And that makes people uncomfortable. It's as simple as that. So be happy because Coach Fleck is here. He's progressing. So let the progress continue and let it keep growing and keep supporting. Now, like I said, this contract actually might be a, a bargain compared to what the rest of the Big Ten Conference looks like as far as annual yearly income. And that's what we're going to talk about next, just how much of a bargain is this deal. Coming up next, but first, definitely, most definitely, check out LinkedIn Jobs. If you are a small business and you're looking to make a hire, it's time to get your free job post over at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has some of the biggest networking opportunities in the world for people looking for jobs and you can post about your job for free and the best way to kick off 2023 is getting the right type of recruiter prospect joining your team so head on over to linkedin.com slash lockdown college to post about your job for free and you can use screening tool questions you can use other people your your uh mutual connections you can use them to help bring more qualified candidates your way it's why linkedin jobs is rated so high because they help you find quality hires and the people you want to talk to even faster so again use linkedin.com slash lockdown college to post about your job for free terms and conditions apply all right so we are talking about the big 10 coaches and how coach flex salary compares to the rest of the coaches in the conference. Now, according to a quick deep dive, this new deal would put PJ Fleck as the ninth highest paid coach in the Big Ten out of 14. Ninth out of 14. Now, across the conference this year, the Gophers were tied for fifth 
tied for fifth across the conference of 14 teams. And in that tie, they're tied with Illinois and Iowa. So if you use a tiebreaker, they ended up being seventh because they lost to both of those teams. Seventh out of 14. And again, he's paid as the ninth highest. And everybody has talked about how this year was disappointing, how this was a, a down year of sorts. Your down year, you're still in the top half of the conference. Now let's look at the past two full seasons outside of COVID prior to that. In 2021, the Gophers were tied for fifth in the conference, the entire conference, not just the West, fifth in the entire Big Ten conference with Wisconsin and Purdue. And they held tiebreakers over both of them, making them the actual fifth best team in the conference with their finish that season. 2019, they were tied for third in the conference with Wisconsin and ended up losing to Wisconsin prior to being able to head to a Big Ten championship. We all know it. We know the heartbreak. 11-2, and two, tough loss to Wisconsin, making them fourth in the overall conference with that tiebreaker. So fourth, fifth, and seventh when using those tiebreakers is how the Gophers have finished each of the last three full seasons. And they have finished outranking his pay rank comparison of ninth in the conference. On top of that, the, the numbers themselves can be pretty drastic. The number one paid coach in college or in the Big Ten right now is Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker. I know you saw how Michigan State played this year. They didn't even get a bowl game. And he's making $9.5 million per year and has a 56.3 win percentage. Matt Rule is now the second highest paid coach in the Big Ten. Matt Rule, who has not done a single thing in the Big Ten yet. Matt Rule, who takes a couple years to build it up. Matt Rule, who's never won a college national championship, is being paid $9 million a year. And his collective winning percentage over his college years, because he's only spent a handful of seasons at each program, I had looked at it all together. 52.2% winning percentage when it comes to his collective over college. Ryan Day, $8.5 million a year. His is a little weird because it increases annually each and every year of his contract. From year one, it's 7.6. To year seven, it's 9.5. So I rounded it off, averaged it off to $8.5 million per year, and he has a 90% winning percentage with Ohio State. Luke Fickle comes in at number four. Luke Fickle has $7.8 million per year. He had a 76% winning percentage at Cincinnati. Again, hasn't done anything with the Badgers yet, but pretty well earned money. $1.8 million more per year than PJ right now. Jim Harbaugh comes in at $7.3 million per year with a 75.5% winning percentage. So you see those first two had 50%, 56%, 52% winning percentages. Vastly overpaid compared to how they've done at their programs or for Matt Rose's case across the entire hole. Then you look at Ryan Day, Luke Fickle, Jim Harbaugh all in the 70, well, Ryan Day's 90%. Like Ohio State's just been winning. They've just been winning, folks. I can't even really come down on Ohio State. They're like that right now. Um, Luke Fickle and Jim Harbaugh, 70%, making 7.8 and 7.3 million per year. James Franklin nearing the 70% win percentage mark with 68.1% winning percentage, making 7 million per year. 
Then you've got Kirk Ferentz, $7 million per year with a 61.7% winning percentage. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven coaches in front of Coach P.J. Fleck. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep, seven. So I said he was ninth. That's because Jeff Brom also just got a deal for $6 million per year getting out of the conference. He was stolen away by Louisville. So I kind of put him as a, a tie for now until we know more about Purdue's offer. So Coach B.J. Fleck is at eighth or ninth in the Big Ten Conference when it comes to annual pay. Coach P.J. Fleck comes in at $6 million per year, like we just said, with a 61.4% winning percentage. So literally 0.3% winning percentage lower than Kirk Ferentz. And it's so close. It's so minute of a difference that if the Gophers went out, go and win out this bowl game, his percentage goes up to 61.9%, which would put him in front of Coach Ferentz in this. So that's how close it is. So the fact that we're paying $1 million less per year, that can be seen as a bargain, as a deal, as a friendly deal, even for the team. Then you look at other coaches, Pat Fitzgerald, $5.1 million per year, 52% winning percentage. Tom Allen, which is just baffling, $4.9 million per year, which seems higher than what he should be getting for his 42.9% winning percentage. Huge drop-off, huge drop-off in winning percentages for these schools. Even Jeff Brom had a 51.4. So you're going from P.J. Fleck, who is nearing a 62% winning percentage, to people in the low 50s and mid 40s when it comes to winning percentage after him. So yes, that million dollars difference, it's worth it. It's worth it. And the closing gap ahead of him is so minute compared to the winning percentage behind him. Brett Bielema, 54.2% winning percentage, 4.2 million per year. I do believe that that first season with him is weighing him down a little bit since it's only a two-year sample size for him right now. So that winning percentage is likely to tick up if he continues to have good years like he had this year. He also would be a bargain, in my opinion. Then you've got Mike Loxley, $4 million per year, 41.7 winning percentage. Um, but he's gotten to a bowl game for the past two years, so we'll see if he can kind of shake that one out and get it a little higher as he continues. And then Greg Schiano. $4 million a year, 47.3 winning percentage over the course of quite a few years. Real tough, not looking great, but that's what it is. So PJ's right in the middle of that. And I do believe comparatively to the teams behind him and those right in front of him, his pricing and the financials that he got helps this program and is a deal for this program as well. Now, even looking at the standard of Gophers coaching PJ has been doing really well, and yes, there's still improvements to be made, but even the most successful Minnesota coaches and some of the most recent Minnesota coaches started slow in some areas, which we're going to talk about next. First, we got to talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online, you can find the latest trends in action for anything when it comes to sports betting information. They've got you covered from pro sports, amateur sports, soccer, hockey, football golf, you name it. They've got you covered over there with more lines, more props, and more odds than ever before. The Gophers, their bowl game is up there already, and they are considered the favorites right now. So if you need any sports betting information as you are getting ready to make some more money this year, 
check out Bet Online where the game starts. All right, so like I said, even comparing Coach Fleck to other coaches in their time here with Minnesota, it's pretty interesting, and he has done fairly well or better than most people in this Gophers program's history in the last 100-plus years. Now, Gopher Hole, a site many people know out there, compared a few prominent Minnesota coaches and their wins, some being more recent, some being a little ways out. They compared their winning percentages, and yes, before we get into it, I understand it was different eras. I understand there were no divisions, but it's still interesting nonetheless. So looking at Coach PJ Fleck, he's overall 43-27, and 27, which is a 61.4% Winning percentage. We've already talked about that. But in his conference level, he, conference record, he is 500. He's 26 and 26. And in bowl games, he's 3 and 0, looking to go 4 and 0 for his time here with the Gophers. Then you look at right before him, not Tracy Clay's, but someone who was here for five ish years, six ish years, Coach Kill, Jerry Kill, who is 29 and 29 overall. So a 500 percentage. When it comes to overall win percentage, again, Coach P.J. Fleck was at 61.4. Big gap there. In the conference, he had a 40% winning percentage. Big gap there. And then in bowl games, he was 0-3. So a 0% winning percentage in bowl games. Now, Coach Mason, all love to him. No no hate for him at all. But looking at his numbers, overall, 64-57 and 57 with a 52.9% winning percentage. Conference, he had a 40% winning percentage, 32 and 48 in the conference. And in bowl games, he was three and four for a 42.9% winning percentage. So again, still a pretty big gap between all of these and Coach Flick. And then Goverall also put in Warmath, Coach Warmath in there, who 87 overall, 87 wins, 78 losses, seven ties for a 52.7% winning percentage. And in the conference, he was 65, 57, and 4 with a 53.3 winning percentage. So higher than what Coach Fleck is at, but only by 3% right now. And in bowl games, he was 50, 500 with a 1 and 1 record. Now, he also won the big one. So it's hard to compare there. I know, I know. But what I found was interesting is somebody asked about records versus rivals as well. So I dove into that one. Coach Fleck, 3 and 3 versus. Wisconsin, 50%. Versus Iowa, 0-6. We all know this one. 0%. That's the tough one. That's the biggest hurdle right now that Coach Fleck has to get over along with winning the division. Then you had one game against Michigan, or he might have had two, but 0 for 1 or 2. So 0% has an opportunity next year to try and get on the board for that one. Now, Coach Kill, 0 for 5 against Wisconsin, 0%. 2 for 3, 2 and 3 versus Iowa, so 40%, two wins out of five games, and then one in four against Michigan for a 20% winning percentage. Coach Mason, UW, so against Wisconsin, he was two and eight with a 20% winning percentage. Versus Iowa, he was four and six with a 40% winning percentage. And versus Michigan, he was one and seven with a 12.5% winning percentage. Then finally, Coach Warmoth, 
Wisconsin, he had a 44.4% winning percentage. So Coach Fleck has had the best winning percentage against Wisconsin so far. Hopefully that can continue to trend upward. But against Iowa, Coach Wormuth was 10-7-1, which is a 55.5% winning percentage against Iowa. And then against Michigan, 7-11 for a 38.8% winning percentage. So Coach Wormuth is the only coach that really outdid him when it came to across the board besides Wisconsin. All of them were behind him in Wisconsin. But one thing I wanted to point out with that Iowa with Coach Wormuth is 10-7-1. But he started off 1-5 against Iowa. His 10-7-1 is his finish in his career with the Gophers against Iowa. But he started off 1-5. Coach Fleck is 0-6. So hopefully he'll get that turned around. Hopefully there's hope for a bounce back versus Iowa, get it back on track and get it going in the right direction. The growth, although possibly not as rapid as we saw from 2017 to 2019 for Coach Fleck, is still progressing. Even with the roster seemingly getting younger over these next few years, as we get guys like Ethan, as we get true freshmen more involved at the running back position, a wide variety of ages across the, the wide receivers, the O-line could have some younger bodies in there, but the talent is better than we've seen before, bar none. And that's shown through the players that are getting opportunities at the NFL level, the number of players that we have from the University of Minnesota playing in the NFL. You can see the talent is getting better, it's progressing, and it's getting to the league. So comparatively next year, the schedule is going to be harder, but it doesn't mean that necessarily it's something unattainable. Coach Fleck has earned this extension, in my opinion, and at the given moment, he and he has a chance to prove it even more next year, more so by winning another bowl game coming up in a couple weeks, and then winning games in 2023 that many will write off as losses. Go win those games, and people will talk even more. They'll sing praises even more, and it'll show even more why this contract is a bargain. Bag secured. Congrats to Coach Fleck. Now go bring another bowl game victory. That's going to do it for us here at Lockdown Golden Gophers. I appreciate you taking the time and listening. Hit subscribe on YouTube. Hit the like button. And be sure to hit the notifications so you know that the new videos have dropped and you're ready to get in, dive in, and listen. Drop your comments down below if you're excited, if you're, you know, if this helped at all for you. But that's going to do it for us. This is Kane Rob signing off. Have a good one. I'll see you tomorrow. Roll the boat. Sky Go Gophers.